This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. Cast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Week. Yes, this is not Dan Fudge's voice. He is uh, locked away for a few weeks. Um, not literally. He's just on holiday now. He's not cancelled on t- Twitter. Has not been cancelled. That's right. Yeah. Uh, welcome, and I'm, this week I'm joined by Stevie Blair and John. We're here to dissect, talk, investigate, and anything we can think of with Fridays. Nightmare results, should I call it? I think, um, and everything else that's been happening in the last few days of Sheffield Wednesday. So, guys, good evening. How are we all? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Yourself, fantastic, John. Absolutely fantastic, Stevie. <laughs> How are we doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, 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 mate. I'm, I'm quite good. I'm all right. I'm, I'm, I'm better than Sheffield Wednesday, so that's that's all right. Uh. <laughs> Can't be much worse, can we? Blair, are we all right? I'm very right, good. Right, good. Right, right, good. Good. right. I'm not going to beat about the bush. I think we're going to get straight into it. Mm. Friday night, under the lights at Hillsborough, live on Sky. I think we were all um, optimistic, weren't we, lads? You know? It was, free, it was a banker, wasn't it? Three-point banker. <laughs> <laughs> banker, free, three points, like uh, Blair says. So, where should we start? Go on. Who, who, who do I not like? Uh, go on, we'll start. We'll start with <laughs> we'll start with Stevie then. As soon as you put your hand up, Stevie. <clears throat> right, Sunderland came to town. Um, obviously, they were in half decent bit of form. Sheffield Wednesday, not so much. What What was your initial thoughts, mate? Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> we're we're in that sort of that real downward spiral at the moment of negativity. Um, and pessimism, and I think that's that sort of endemic. If we, I think it's important before we start talking about it, let's try and just treat Sunderland as a microcosm of the game, the team, the player, the manager, rather than talking about the bigger stuff that that's going on around the club. Because if we do that, we can start pulling at threads uh, left, right, and centre, can't we? So from from my point of view, coming out of work on a Friday, as you do, and I, I'm. Unlike one or two other people, I, I'm not so negative about a Friday night uh, game. I've, I've no issue with Sky TV coming to town because I think that puts money in the coffers and, and, we, and we need that. Um, and I see it as a Friday where 
you know, you'll go meet your mates, you'll you'll go get a bit of food. Uh, it's the start of the weekend, and it should be, you know, when 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 a game's competitive on a Friday night, it should be setting yourself up for the weekend, shouldn't it? Um, so I, I was all right with it, but the problem was we've we've just had nine games, eight games as it was at the time of just abject disappointment, apathy. Um, we're fed up of the performances. We're fed up of the team selection. I'm fed up of the manager. I'm fed up of watching that formation where we don't look like scoring goals. We don't look like a threat. Um, so you come to we can't, you, you come to the next game and you're kind of thinking, right, what's next? What can we do differently? And the, the, the biggest issue that you've got at the minute is with that squad that we've got, there isn't a great deal that we can do that's any different. And, you know, it came to, to, to Friday, um, Sunderland coming to town. Uh, Dan did the hello from the other side last week. And I listened back to that and thought, these guys, free scoring, um, expressive, forward thinking. They're going to they're gonna get at it. What are we going to do? And there have been a couple of times where we've defended quite well in, in pockets. We defended well against Leeds. Keeper played well against Ipswich. So it was one of those where we, if we can set up and get off early with, uh, you know, uh, you know, get out the blocks early and, and keep them quiet for, you know, half an hour, 40 minutes. We might get one on the break and um, at best sneak a goal on the counter and, and maybe get something out of the game. But that was all done by five past eight, weren't it? That's <laughs> <laughs> it. You, know, you, you beat your team, you get your tactics right, you, you go, right, I think it's well known for first five, ten minutes, you know, don't concede early. Um, just, just, well, for us, it would have been just weather a bit of uh, good play passed to each other. Like you say, that lasted, what was it? I think Three they scored on, scored on eight minutes. Um, and you know what? The thing that gets me is... No, it was 2-0 down at eight minutes. Eight minutes were 2-0 down, weren't it? Sorry, forgive me. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Five and <laughs> you're eight. Um, <laughs> it's all right, five and eight. You're right. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. I, 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 the, the thing is, we... You idiot. Certainly... Me and you, Ash, have been group chatting and we've been on here together for, for a while now. And you know, No disrespect to the other two lads that joined a little bit later. You, you, you'd, you'd remember times at two o'clock where we'd all jump on and go, right, what team is it? I'm happy with that. I'm not happy with that. I think this, I think that. And even on our chat now, all of that's gone. And, you know, we, we for whatever reason, we don't even comment on the team anymore because we're just that bleh, meh about everything. It's, it's, it's what's going to be different. Whatever happens, you're going to play somebody out of position. Gregory will play right right side of a, a midfield. We're, we've got a striker up top who's not going to score goals. Uh, we're, we're, we're unproven, untried and untested sort of thing. Um, so it's, it's it's a little frustrating at times uh, to, to, to get to that point where we, even though we know, we don't know what team it is when the team comes out, we're not excited by anything, are we? We're not looking forward to it. It's... Shit, let's just hold on and hope that we, we, we can get something out of the game. Oh, I was going to say that. Obviously, like, like I say, I, I think every Wednesday I now looks at uh, two o'clock, comes up and it's the look of the phone. And and it's very rare, I, I would imagine, that anyone could, could look at the team and go, I know what's going to happen. I know what he's going to pick. Do you know what I mean? And think, uh, what do you think, John? When, when you picked your phone up at two o'clock, obviously on your way to the ground or or having your fifth pint or whatever you were doing, when you saw your phone and you think you look at it and go, so I'll just, everyone listening, it's, it was Vasquez. Uh, and they've got it down here as a back three of Bernard, Diaby and Famo. And then we've got four in the midfield, Valentin, Hendrick, I can't even say his name, Byers and Patterson, Masaba, Gregory and Buckley. So what, what do you think, John, when you saw that? I just think he's like, he's throwing enough stuff at wall up and some at sticks, isn't he, really? Um, and I think, you know, you're still, you're still seeing players, in my opinion, that are better, that aren't playing. Now, obviously, one's injured in Bannon, but Leo Palmer's still available for selection. Reese James, as we know, is frozen out. And again, we know all about Marvin Johnson. So you're thinking, it's just the lottery of just pulling the balls out and just trying anything he can to try and get a team that can actually compete because that we're not even competing are we that's the thing we're not even competing right now I mean right, yeah. I was fearful of, of that game anyway because Sunderland have, have got quite a decent scoring record this season and you know obviously if we go a goal behind which we did very early we're, then we're up against it because we've not got any goal threat in the side whatsoever so effectively I think most people thought that game was over after eight minutes I know I certainly did I couldn't see a way back 
Um, so, so you just you just it's just going from bad to worse. The performances are getting worse, aren't they? I mean, yeah. it's just what are we doing? <laughs> Blair, uh, John mentioned there the obviously lack of goal threat we had or have not got, should I say? And obviously, two o'clock comes round, and there were two names that were missing off the the whole squad list was uh, Bannon and Windass. So obviously, the rumours start and and people. X, Y, Z did and everything. And I think someone tweeted out that they'd seen him on the bridge signing autographs, Bannon this is, um, and he said he was out injured. So what what did you make to that? Obviously, I, I know Bannon has been struggling a little bit, but I thought he was, I thought he was fit. Larry, well, you're mute. Sorry, Sorry mate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't know. We're not having that. Who works in IT? Who works in IT? The old team's call. The old team's call. I was saying, like, we've we've missed out the positive. I mean, the first three minutes of their match was pretty decent, wasn't it? They actually got the ball down. They attacked down the right. It was quite... quite enjoyable the first three minutes but dad texts me saying are you, are you there tonight i said yeah he said oh have a good game i said well the first three minutes are all right <laughs> um, and it, it, just talk about that first goal i mean i will i will answer your question in a second but that first goal it was a self-inflicted weren't it like it was a back pass by i can't remember someone back passed it to vasquez and instead of just booting up field he get it to buyers and then from my from where i was sat i didn't even know how Bad is gonna foul away because I thought like I thought he got fouled, like. <laughs> I think he like stretched for the ball, didn't he? Yeah, it was just it was, it was just weird, and then it, the resulting corner turned into a goal. It was just like you just couldn't believe your eye. Really. It was shell shock. I mean, in terms of Bannon being injured, he's been struggling all season, really, wasn't he? I think he was on injections against Cardiff, weren't he? And then he missed a game against Ipswich or Swansea, wasn't it? He missed a, he missed a game for injury. Um, then he was back last week, weren't he? So he was back at Swansea. So it must have been the Ipswich game he, he missed. Uh, so he must be just carrying just carrying a recurring injury. He's getting he's getting he's getting old now, and he's thirty three. So do you, nice do you not find it strange that for everything that we're we're talking about and his injuries and he's played through them and, and so on and so forth, that all of a sudden now he's more injured? So, so no, what I'm saying is he's now been taken out of the game. The thing that I, I found find strange about it all is that he's gone into, and this isn't me criticising Bannon at all, you know, out, out, out of everybody on this podcast. I'm, you know, I, I revere him as much as anybody else. Um, you know, so I don't, I want to be clear. I'm not, I'm not doubting the bloke or anything like that. What I'm saying is I find it strange that, He's gone out. He's done the press duty the day, the day off, or the day before. The day before, when, the when, cry, weren't it? So, so, so in that situation, he's he's done the press. He's the captain. Um, they wheeled him out, and he's done that rally cry, and then nothing. And then the night game comes twenty four hours later, and he's not fit. Now, surely at some point, somebody somewhere asks a question in terms of. What's the squad looking like? Nobody yeah. says anything. Mm. They say any injury concerns. Nobody says anything. Um, the captain, who, if everything is to be believed, is struggling the day before, doesn't say anything. And then it comes to, what, seven o'clock when the team's announced and there's no Bannon at all. And I mean, nobody says anything and nobody nobody, nobody comes out. Um, if I'm right, in, if, if what we're hearing is right, and he's then said on, on, the, on the bridge that he's not playing because he's injured, when he's talking to members of the public, yeah. how is how is it coming from him and going to the supporters? And again, this isn't me getting after Bannon. I'm asking the question. Yeah, yeah of course. What's happening? Yeah. What's happened in this situation is out of character with what you'd yeah. normally expect. Yeah, you'd expect yeah. people it's to go. Play right. on one leg, wouldn't it? You'd expect people. You would. You'd expect people to go though. If somebody of Bannon's stature, if it had been. There's nobody else that's up there at the minute. Gregory, for example, you'd know that Gregory were injured beforehand and he wouldn't be involved in the team. And there'd been rumours coming out, there'd been noises coming out of the club. Um, it's also uh, for, for, for parity, you know, to, to, to throw uh, a discussion point in there, to play devil's advocate. 
there's nothing come out about the extent of the injury that Windass picked up as well. Mm. No, no, nothing, well, nothing at all. It's not being mentioned. Them two it? Went to manager and said, yeah, I mean, I, I I just have to go out and apologise. I did say two o'clock, and obviously it was an evening yeah, kickoff, yeah. weren't it? So apologies to everyone. I know they're all the hour before. Uh, yeah, the hour We're before the kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Steve. I, I I really am. It, it is just the the fact that he that he wheeled out at the press conference. Um, he gave like a yeah a rallying cry, weren't it? With all the stuff, all the palaver that's happened in in the last few weeks of. Um, off-field stuff with fans and he even said he was behind the manager. <laughs> I mean, he even went that far. Well, they yeah, but he, I I would yeah I would say that is the that's the party line. He's not gonna he's not gonna sit there in a press conference and uh, say anything different, is it? Um, but yeah, it was just it just it is just a plain weird situation that was. Um, and obviously we will never know. But if it, if he is carrying something, then it's the right thing. There's, there's one thing that you can't knock Bannon for over the last six, seven years is is whenever he's been available, he's played. Or what I perceive is he's very rarely been injured um, and, and very rarely not being picked. So for him now to, in the start of the season, what is it now, nine games, missed two and carrying an injury already yeah. for him, it's quite out of the ordinary. So there could be something behind what Steve is insinuating. Yeah. Well, yeah. once we get and that's I, with the statement, before we get, we'll get more into them sort of theories. I, I just I, to, to, to just to sort of emphasise that it's, I find it strange that there's not been anything that has come out since. So forgive me. Um, Friday night, you lose three nil. You're three nil down after half an hour. The, the the atmosphere was what it was. So the last thing I want to do on a Friday when I've got a heavy weekend is go, right, I'm going to spend the next three, four days delving into press conferences and statements and game analysis and so forth. Um, so I didn't really mean, listen. I didn't really listen to You don't do any... your prep for this show. You don't do no prep for this show. Right. <laughs> hey, you know me. You know me. Um, but I, I, I just, I've not heard anything. And I don't know if it's come out to say that there's anything official come to say that Bannon's injured uh, for this length of time. This is the extent of the injury that he's got, or this is the injury that he's carrying. Um, and we can expect him back on the pitch in two weeks, three weeks. Um, I think I've heard a rumour that it was interna international break. Um, I think I've seen that somewhere. But why? nobody said anything. No, of course not. Of course not. I mean... I mean... It, the, I imagine if, if he doesn't, because he, he did it before, didn't he, when I think he missed a game, he said, B Bannon's injured, but I don't know what he's injured or how long he'll be out for. So, mm. I, you, you don't know. Um, so, back back to the game that obviously, like you said, 3-0 down after 32 minutes, I think it was. Um, John, is that it? Was was you out? You, is that it? Did you leave? Is that you done? Um, spiritually, <laughs> I left, but not physically. I mean, you, um, you weren't even there at kickoff spiritually, were you? <laughs> well, I, I, I did, yeah. I wasn't expecting much from the game. Um, I did see some people leave after 3 0, actually, which says a lot. Um, but I'm on the cop, like, but um, yeah, it just didn't, it, we just didn't look like a side that I mean, Jack, Jack Clark were allowed to run it as free as a free as a whatever, you know, and he was just. Just couldn't get near him, could we? And, and there's all this talk about it works them really hard on the training ground, and they work more sessions than than they might have done under previous managers. And but you just don't really see it, do you, when it comes to to game time and defensive frailties raise their ugly head again, don't they? And as I said, you know, with with the goal problems that we've got, not scoring goals, being one down is enough, but being three down after half an hour, I mean, come on, it's game over, isn't it? Really, so. Um, but you know, I do. I am one of those fans that just, you know, stay to the end. I think I've only ever left one game early, um, which was uh, ironically when I used to play for Watford. They came up and beat us four 0 Oh uh, yeah, oh, they were freezing that night. You, you stayed for the Blackburn a couple of seasons oh, yeah. ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that... That, that was when Fudge brought his mates up, weren't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. yeah. some friends of mine, Blackburn fans. I'm like, hey, pal, get them all in handshake. Yeah. Um, yeah, it should be a good game today. We've got a thump 5-0, didn't we? And, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was. Even it was. then, I stayed to the end. But 
Yeah, with the Sunderland, I, I did fear, I did fear we did, did, did beat us quite convincingly. Uh, and I think, to be honest, they probably took the foot off the gas second half. They could have probably oh. racked, the, racked the score up 4 or 5 nil if they'd, have, if they'd have wanted to. Yeah. It was like, it was like uh, professional uh, pity. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was, um, it was, uh, we had a shot in the first half. I think it was getting towards the end and the keeper, it was going well wide. The keeper dived and tipped it round and it was like a charity corner. You know, yeah, I'll just, yeah, give, yeah, I'll just yeah. give him one. Yeah. He's going well wide. Yeah. He dived to his right, took it around, thought we'll give him a charity corner. Uh, but I mean, it it was just like 11, 11 strangers on the pitch. There was just nothing. Um, they were arguing with each other all game. No one knew where, where they yeah. were supposed to be. No one knew what, what they were doing. They were just honestly just arguing at each other's throats all game. There were no leadership on, on the pitch. It was just no. It was just horrible to watch. It was just like... I mean, I left on 70 minutes. I didn't, I didn't give a shit. I just thought, what was the point? <laughs> not, not only that, though. It was it was a horrible, horrible atmosphere. One of the worst oh, yeah. I've been in for a long time. But that, I mean, you've got fans the chanting for chairman out, it's... chanting for manager out, cheering yeah. opposition passes, joining in with op- opposition's olays. It was just it was just horrible. Sat in the morning really singing that to your manager. Yeah, yeah, we had we had the the plethora of all the songs, didn't we? That was going around the stadium. Um, obviously, there was there was a, a couple of times that obviously shouting for the chairman owner to to leave, uh, the manager. Um, it was just yeah, it, the toxic atmosphere. It was really, it really was. Um, it's it's probably it is it stupid question this, and and we'll get back to the game. But is it as bad as it can get without it being? <coughs> Terminal, if you know what I mean, because it, it's in that it's in that situation of of the manager's there and he doesn't look like he's going anywhere for now. The owner's there, he ain't going anywhere for now, and the the, the performances on the pitch are staying like they are for now. Yeah, and they're not. None of that looks like it's going to change. So, can I just cool. give you what I thought Friday morning when, I, when that statement came out? We'll get to that. This is the game. Blair, you really <laughs> want... we are only going to spend 30 seconds they on the are target. Blair. You know that, don't you? There's nothing else to talk about this game. Dude. Oh, oh we're, we're picking the bones out of this game. <laughs> no. Um, no. I'm, 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 I'm with you, Ash. I, I, I think the problem that we've got, I think there's a couple of things. First of all, um, we conceded against Ipswich a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I didn't watch the Swansea game. I was away. Um and thankfully, I only saw very brief highlights. Um, but the Ipswich game, gone, sat, watched. First goal goes in, or the goal goes in. And I turned to my mate and I turned to my sister and I went, that's us done now. Game over. And it just feels like you, we're, we're turning up for games at the minute. And if we concede first, that is it. So when we concede that goal at five past eight on Friday night, the, the, the night was done. You know, so whatever you think beforehand in terms of the formation, the team, the expectation around the results or anything like, are we going to get anything out of the game? You can hope, um, you know, the, the the most optimistic of us hope that something's going to happen, uh, that we might scrape a draw or, you know, sneak a counter-attacking goal and win or something happens where somebody drops a bollock on their side and, you know, you, you get something to hang on to. But at the minute, other than that, there is nothing. There's There's nothing to look forward to. Um, there's no optimism, there's no positivity. The longer the season goes on, I'll be honest with you, I don't think necessarily that any of the players that have come in are any better than those that have been replaced. That, that, that they've replaced. Um, I cannot understand what even is some half, half of these lads that have come in. And joking aside, I know that I take the piss out of Blair because Blair's very much... He's an international, he's played for this team, he's played with Messi, he's done this, he's got to be good because somebody wants... I get all of that. I totally do. But at the end of the day, barring flashes of 10 minutes here or 15 minutes there or whatever it may be, there's not one player that's come in that's shown me anything to make me think that we are better off squad-wise than we they're were not, in League One last year. It's not about... But the thing is, it's not about... Let me finish. So what I'm saying here is we can talk about I'm having a fair crack or not having a fair crack. The bottom line is the players that we brought in are no better at the moment. At the moment, we are worse off than we were last year. Circumstance may be what it is, and it may be because they've not had a fair crack. 
I'd ask why they've not had a fair crack. I'd ask what's going on. I'd ask who signed the players. And we can. Yeah. there's a lot of conjecture around, is it a Chisco signing? Is it a Chancery signing? Is it an advisor signing? Because at the end of the day, we've scraped the barrel. Nobody, you know, for all intents and purposes, we're looking at signing players. Nobody wants to come and play for the club because we've got a batshit crazy chairman. We've got a manager that doesn't know his arse from his elbow. We've clearly got no money. We've bottomed the league with two points out of 27. You know, it's not we're not an attractive proposition at the moment. And the problem is, you know, it you're asking if it's if it's as bad as it's ever been or it's 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 it, could it be any worse? I'm not sure how, how much worse it could get because I don't see where the next goal is coming from. Everybody rolled their eyes when Lyle Taylor got out that car the other week and he's walked in. Where the bloody hell's that bloke? Yeah. Where where well, he's not gonna what's sign happening he's not gonna there? Put the money in. Yeah, he's not nice. No, yeah, but this is what, but regardless, oh, I'm not saying he is already in, but before that statement was made on Friday, he'd been with us for yeah. better part of two weeks. Yeah, so what's happening there? On, on that, like the, the starting lineup, there's seven, seven starters of the new signings that came in in the summer. Uh, and then obviously, we saw um, oh, Kasama came on as well for a bit of a cameo, which a lot of people have been shouting for like he's not even been in the squads for the last few well four or five games and then uh, and then he's played and he came on and for me he looked all right it's a hard one isn't it he's a young lad he's coming into a horrible atmosphere three nil down um, playing out of position playing out... <laughs> which, which how do you know how do you, you know how do you know how do you know Oh, well, tell me how you know. High left, so I don't even see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he put the, Educate, the goalkeeper, educated guess. Yeah, the, goal, <laughs> the goalkeeper gloves fit him like a glove, and yeah. the top was a bit big for him. But yeah, a great save, right. didn't he? <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, out of the new sign, we'll, we'll stick a little bit with the new signings. John, out of the new signings you've you've just seen, especially on on Friday night, um, Vasquez, was he at fault for the first goal? It's one of them, isn't it? We, we, we're determined, and we did it under more, aren't we? We're determined that's how we're going to play now. From out, we're going to play it out from the back. We're not just going to launch it long unless it's absolutely necessary, which I think some of the fans will still always you know, have an issue with and, and not always accept. So I'm all right with it, but it's just one of them. It's, it's, it, eventually, you're going to get closed down. You're not going to be quite quick enough. Mistakes are going to happen. So... Um, I think that the absolutely abysmal defending on the resulting corners is, is, is more of an issue, really, to be honest. Um, you get a free header in like that. Uh, like I said, after all the uh, after all the supposed train, work on the training ground, it's just schoolboy stuff, in it? Just to leave a man on mark like that. Um, but no, by, he... by and large, I think Vasquez has been fine, hasn't he? I think he's been, I think he's been fine. He's, he's had some good games, he's had some average games, but... I, th- I think he's probably, in my eyes, is is better than Dawson. Um, um, and the other one standing out is probably Valentin, isn't it? Over the last, uh, he's shown some fla- flashing some ability, isn't he? And um, so probably them them two really. But I agree what you're saying about these players coming in and um, not being as good as the ones that we already have, and the players that are frozen out or even on the bench. And I think if you look at that side coming up, then you you want to add to that side, but to make it to strengthen it and, and the continuity of having the same players giving them a cracking championship I think I think Dan said it a few weeks back didn't he what does Michael Smith have to do to, to deserve his shot in the championship you know um, we know Reese James has played there with Blackpool before as well um, and Marv has played there before as well so just keep the side keep the settled side but add bits of quality here and there that can push or be even better than what you've got don't just tear it up and throw it all to one side and just make a rash of signings cheap what seem to perceive to be cheap foreign imports that no one's really heard of, and right now that's how they're looking, isn't it? Because they're not looking any better than what we've got. Uh, the young two, the Masaba and Gasama, maybe they could be something. And I know Josh Windows spoke highly of them, but they're in and out of the side. The young lads aren't. They're only going to get little bit, little cameos here and there for now, uh, in a team that's rock bottom and is struggling for for any kind of form and and lacking goals. So I just think you just teared it up too quick. You should have just stuck with what you got and just. Added key pieces here and there. We Friday night uh, once again we had thirty-eight uh, percent possession at home and two shots on target. <laughs> oh, come on, now that that is that is now probably what is it the fifth game on the trot? 
we've had probably less than 50, well, less than 45%, I think it is. Now, home and away, that is ridiculous. Now, mm. something for me has to change. If that's the way the manager's setting up, the, we were, like we've said before, we were under from eight and a half minutes, we're under 2 0. It's tough, isn't it? But like I said, I think I just, I just personally think Sunderland did take the foot off. Um, they, they got three goals in the first half, but in the whole game, they only had six shots on target. So it's not like they, it was a training ground in the afternoon, went uh, in the second half, just passing it around, keep the ball, don't, no silly mistakes, no injuries, no bookings. You know, it was a, it was easy. They'd done all the hard work in eight minutes. Now they got paid for eight minutes work the rest of the night off. So yeah. for me, the, the, <clears throat> Clever work yeah. for me, I think. Um, but that was it. Three 0 loss, Sunderland. It was. Can, can I just oh, make one more? Yeah. Can I just, oh, just yeah. one of more course, point Steve, before, I mean, before yeah, we move of course. on? Yeah. Um, I want to talk identity, and I want to talk about playing style and personnel. Um, and we've talked about the players that have come in. We've talked about, as John has just pointed out, the the, the players that we have that have played at this level. You've mentioned that we had seven new lads in. That's right, wasn't it? Seven new lads yeah, in that, yeah. that have come in on 11, Friday yeah. in the starting 11. Um, I don't think that Chisco knows what formation he wants to play. I don't think he knows who his best oh, 11 is. I don't no think... shit, Steve. No shit. <laughs> and I know it's, it's, you're right. It's no surprise sort of thing. But there, there, there are a couple of things that I don't get. And I don't want to get after the big things. I don't want to get after the... Johnson, James, um, you know that that is what it is, and there are there are off the field things. There are clearly something going on there, certainly with James that he don't fancy him. Johnson um, had an inter interesting chat, with my mate, <clears throat> and you know Johnson would be a player if we were playing on the front foot going forwards. You're not even about defending, but if we were if we were setting up to go and be aggressive and try and go forwards and attack. He'd be a player that would be in that 11. But the way that we set up, we set up not to have the ball. We set up to play on the counter. We set up to defend. Yeah. And we, have to accept, we, 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 we accept that we're not going to see the ball. You know, we play this random formation. We've talked through it off the BBC website where it's 3-4-3. Three, three. Um, I still, I can't see three up top. It's one up top with two, a bus stop away from, from or a bus ride away from, from that centre forward, whoever yeah. that may be. But then I'm looking at, you know, that back line of Bernard, Bambo, Femewo. I think Femewo is all right, but he's all right. And I know, I, you know, people will take the piss out of me for the Carlton, sorry, Carlton Palmer, the Liam Palmer <laughs> stuff. Um, but he's very much in that sort of mould, Alf. He's not going to be outstanding, but he's going to be steady away and do a job. And I think of the, the players that are playing in that... Players that are playing in that back line, he doesn't offend me at all. Whatever the formation, whether it be a four or a three, as we've played this season, I don't have any issue with Femewo playing. Um, Diaby, I don't get. I think he's, he's shown flashes here and there, but he's not been consistent enough for any way, shape, or form. Um, and I'm not. I don't want to get after individuals, but Bernard, he was the one out of, the, of everybody that we signed in that back line, full back or centre half. He was the one that excited me the most. And he just didn't look bothered at all on Friday night. No. He, you know, he 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 didn't look fussed at all. So then I'm looking down the 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 uh, the, the subs that are coming on. And you're seeing players warming up. You sit just behind me now. They're running up and down at that that touchline. I'm thinking, you know, we've got this player, that player, the other player. Bambo goes down injured, and he puts on Liam Palmer, and leaves Iofa on the bench. <laughs> and I'm thinking, is, is that right? So what you're saying to me there is that we've got. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We all know away days are mint, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
You in? Order now with the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. For more information, see mcdonalds.com. See you later. A right back who can play centre-half, and we've got a centre-half who can play right back. And I think Kyopa's done all right, to be fair, this season. He's, you know, you compare him to everybody else that's playing or not playing at the moment. Kyopa's not offended me. But he's decided he's going to put Palmer on in front of him. He shifted Bernard over, didn't he, into the centre. <coughs> yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's lost clue. He's, he's, he's lost half its squad. Like half its squad don't want to play for him, if not three quarters of its squad. I yeah. think the team. I think the team that's putting out are, are the only ones who are actually listening to him. So it's Honestly. yeah. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not even sure anybody else is listening to to him. To be fair, I just I don't get his thought process. There. I don't. I don't really understand. And the other thing that I worry about for me. And I don't know about anybody else. I, I'm not saying I was, I was a, a great player, but I've played in changing rooms. If you're two, three nil down at half time, what's the manager going to do at half time? He's going to go in. You're going to get a bollocking. He's going to drag three players, and he's going to put somebody else on. We were three nil down after half an hour. He's gone in at half time, and then in the second half, we've played another twenty five minutes before he's made a change. Back to hand, seventy three minutes. He's put two players on. Sunderland made a change at half time, didn't they? Broke one, yeah, subs, yeah. made one sub at half time. We didn't anything like you say. Exactly I, like I even watched the warm up, the half time warm up, and Sunderland's players were all out there and they were doing these really intense drills. And then I think only like four of our lads are out there. So I thought, oh god, is he making four changes at half time or something? And you know what it, the and they were like this. Go on, John. But I'm, but I'm just going to say, ironically, you know what the biggest cheer of the night was. Is when the guy scored in the half-time challenge, the dizzy thing. Yeah, yeah. He actually yeah. scored, yeah, yeah. And, and the crowd were going, "We, we scored, scored a goal, goal, we scored yeah. a goal," which tells that, you everything, doesn't it? And and that was the story of Friday night in Sheffield. So we will definitely part that there. We will erase it from our memories because that is another game that we just, I would say, we turned up as fans as we do, week in week out, and the eleven. Well, not just the 11, uh, everyone, the whole team didn't turn up, did they? Once again. So we're going to leave it there. Right. So Friday was pretty big on the football in front, on the pitch. And Friday was pretty big off the footballing pitch in terms of Sheffield Wednesday. And as Stevie described him earlier, our batshit crazy chairman stroke owner. <laughs> So if you have, <laughs> if you have, uh, if you have been living under a rock uh, the last few uh, hours and days, you may have missed that our chairman thought it would be a great idea on the day of a match to release a statement. Now I'm not going to bore you with it all. I'm sure everyone's read the read. Sorry, the fifteen hundred word essay that he put out on Friday morning, but I'll just, I'll give you the opening opening bit. And I am not doing the damn fudge impression. Hello to all Sheffield Wednesday fans. I have thought about making this statement for some time and it's extremely difficult for me to do something that I never thought I would have to do. But in the end, I think it is time to say some things that I feel I have to say before it's too late. Now that is a great opening sentence. What do we think, lads? Right. In fact, no. Stevie, John, I'm just going to wind Blair up and let him go. Everyone stand back. <laughs> Blair's been, been chomping at this for a few days. Blair. I have, actually. What are your yeah. thoughts on the chairman's statement? Um, so, what's really pissed me off about it is just how tone deaf it is as well. It's like, because like, over the past, like, you know, since the summer... I've been somewhat of a, like a, I've I've, I've sort, of, sort of looked at like the ticket prices and the transfer um, strategy and you know the sacking of Darren Moore or the mutual consent of Darren Moore as a very like from both sides of the fence sort of thing and um, do you know what I mean I, I can sit and I've I've almost sort of tried to defend him in a, in a way of like some Ooh, of his decisions he's made. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like ticket price and that because of FFP rules and that sort of stuff. And and then on Friday, when he, when he released that, you know what I mean? Bear in mind, people, he's like, there's an upswell of like anger towards 
the manager and towards him at the moment because things on the pitch are just going so badly. He thinks it's a good idea to release a statement of the sheer petulance of saying, like, if you say bad things about me, I'm just not going to put money into your football club anymore. And without my money, your football club's basically going to rot and mm-hmm. die. And it's like, and he, and he, and he also <laughs> said, I, I've support. I've only been I've only been owner of this football club for eight eight years, but I love it as just as much as you. And I just think, I just, I, honestly, it's just completely crushed any morale. I think of any fan going to the game on Friday night. A player is a pretty much a mercenary. He's probably texting their man, agent saying, "Get me out of this club now," because he's just. Do you know what I mean? It won't be a nice workplace to be under. It's just he's just absolutely killing it. And if the only the only the only only thing that's going to happen now is administration, and we're going to end up like Reading, or or if we could end up like Bradford, we could end up being like in League Two. If he if he don't leave, and he don't want to put any money in, that's it. It's game over. I I think he put in his statement, and quite rightly that obviously he's quite rightly upset, angered by some of the abuse, vitriol that's aimed at his family, and obviously we condone all all sorts of any sort of um, anger, social media, bullying, any sort, anything like that towards anybody. Um, so he's felt that obviously what's happened in the last few weeks has, has been a tipping point for him as, a, as an owner of the club. Um, and that's where, where obviously he's, he's said in that opening um, couple of sentences I said about that he didn't think he'd have, ever have to write this and it's something he didn't want to do, but he's been pushed to it. But there's a way of doing a, a statement to obviously highlight that and then he's just carried on writing and writing and just exactly what you've just said Blair just tone deaf statements in virtually every department that he's, he's come up with it, it is for me it's blackmail it is it's petulance and like I said in the group chat earlier like we probably got 20,000 season ticket holders and I split the difference about four hundred pounds because people would have got early birds. People would have paid the the higher um, the higher rate. Like, I mean, my season ticket was five hundred quid. Um, so that works out about eight million. So I worked out about roughly about eight million pounds before we made from season ticket sales. That that that's already in the accounts. So there's no, there's going to be no footfall now. No one's going to turn up on a week on a match on a weekend now. Like after that statement. So then you've got then you've got all the and the, the worrying thing is if if you don't want to pay wages is he not going to pay like is he not going to pay like admin like you know what I mean non-playing staff not I don't just mean like managerial I mean like the people who work in the offices you know the people who work in the shop ground staff Good. all that oh, sort yeah. of stuff yeah. youth team and it could just snowball because so, like the the ticket the, the season ticket revenue what's being generated isn't enough to cover everything so we do yeah. need his money. So if, oh, he, if, if, if he if he doesn't put any money in, that's it. It's just getting, it's just literally going to rot. He's going to kill what we love. So do you, do you, do you think the statement he did say he's not going to put any more money in? Do you do you think he means that as this two million pound shortfall every month that he's financing that he believes that's what he said mm-hmm. he, he has to fork out? I, I believe out of his own pocket, or do you think he means that I'm not going to put in any more above that? So yeah, like, I mean this that like was signing, like he did say additional, or, didn't he? He said additional, additional. money. So, well, we, we well the two mil, two million a month is additional money. Yeah, it's out of his pocket, isn't it? Yeah. So it's it's way he's probably said it that whoever reads it has took it. Is it additional to the shortfall or is it additional to just the day to day thing? Yeah, I'm not gonna so, I'm not gonna sign a striker in January. I'm not gonna sack course. a manager because that's gonna cost money to so Cisco's going nowhere, by the way, because he's not sacking him. Yeah. And if he does sack him, he's not going to hire a new manager. He'll just get in the, he'll just get the academy manager to just be the number one now. That'd of be course, that, that'd be free. John, so John, what, what did what do you, do you think to the statement? Are you on the same thoughts of obviously myself and Blair, and and obviously we'll get Stevie's uh, reaction when he's uh, put his fire out of his house. <laughs> yeah, of Molly's course. had enough. I mean, Molly's had enough. Uh, been out. <laughs> That's it. This is fine. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, obviously. <clears throat> I mean, before on the eve of a of a of a game, which you know we're down at the foot of the table, it, we're struggling. We don't need that kind of uh, distraction and negativity. 
I, I, just the thing with he, he just never learns, does he? The guy just never learns, and it's just always he can never take the fans' point of view. Um, the fans get a certain amount of blame in his eyes for things as well. You know, you remember him saying we cost him a, a sponsorship deal, six six figures or whatever. Um, obviously, like we said before, you, you've got to if it's directed at him, that's fine. But don't obviously go go to his kid and and, he, and whatever that's bang out of order. But what do we do as fans? We've been t- attending games for over 156 years, home and away. We take one of the best away followings in the league. And, you know, we turn up at Hillsborough every week. All we do as fans is try and support that club and put money in. And we buy buy shirts, we buy programmes, we spend money at the kiosks. So why does he always want to turn it around and, and blame the fans for everything that goes wrong at the football club when he's actually got to take some responsibility for himself and what he's put on the club? We only, Don't forget, we only found ourselves in League One because he couldn't sign some fucking papers in time. Well, you know, excuse my French, but it, it riles me because it's it's the fans that get the blame for the misgivings of somebody who's just never learnt a lesson in eight years. And the lesson needs to have been you needed to sort of surround yourself with people who know how to run a football club. You need to appoint people in certain positions to help you manage and run the football club. And we, we you know whether that's CEOs or whether that's director of footballs. But you know, when he first came in, Howard Wilkinson offered to help. Who's more Wednesday than Howard Wilkinson? We had those two, John. Before. We had those two, didn't we? Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name. We had Glenn yeah, Roder, Adam Pearson and Glenn Roder, didn't they? And they were gone yeah, within three yeah. months. Gone, yeah. They called them biscuit committee, didn't they? But they were gone after like, you know, yeah. two or three weeks or whatever. And it's just like, and that's like going back to 2015, 16-ish, isn't it, Blair? And now we fast forward and we're still a club that's no better off than when he found us. But... You know, it's all of a sudden, well, I don't like this criticism. I've had enough. I'm pulling the plug. I'm not putting any more money in. He had it at the fans' forum a few years ago. Fans yeah. expressing genuine concern about the direction of where the club was going. Oh, well, it gets up and storms out and says, I'll sell the club. And then changes his mind the day after. I mean, come on. You've just got to... I've lost words at times, really, but I just think it's bang out of order with what he's doing it, to the club. It, it comes across in a statement saying that he saved the club. Now, I, I don't know the ins and outs and all that, but I'm sure it was uh, Milan, was it, Mandarich, that did? Yeah, they were losing um, money a lot in the, under Mandarich. Yeah, yeah so, it, so it came in, and th- I think the statement someone put out, that they, there were statements saying that uh, Sheffield Wednesday are now debt-free, X, Y, Z, and, and all that. All, all the debts were paid, everything like that. So is his running of the club has put us into a £2 million a month deficit. Because if we were dead, if we were... Debt free, then obviously, I would imagine the monthly ingoings and outgoings balance themselves roughly. But then, yeah, his it's, all about, it's all about do you want to be competitive or do you want to just, just survive? And obviously, we went for the competitive side, and not just I do, I get that. And and fa- and that's where he probably will blame the fans because he says Jordan Rhodes was a fan signing. So he, <laughs> I didn't sign he, the he, check there, did he, I? I wanted him, I didn't sign the check. <laughs> No, 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 but you're looking. Fans were like, oh, we need this marquee striker who's, who's proven at championship level. Um, we bring him in at 12 million, was it? And obviously it didn't work. For But it's all right signing the player, if not the management and the team around him, the player you bring him in. Just don't fit and don't work. But then, like, with Jordan Rose. And to jump on that, Ash, like, when, when we loaned him out to Norwich, and Norwich paid like a million pound loan fee and paid his wages, like, when they got promoted, they said, oh, we'll buy him off you now for three million quid. All right, it would have been a severe loss. But at that time, we were knackered. We were going down the abyss anyway. So to take three million pounds and get his wages off the bill would have been... Yeah, To me, it sounds like a no-brainer. That, you just take the loss. But That, that again, just points to Chancery or his advisors, whoever his transfer committee is and, and all that, is just not running the club right. And this is where we are now. He's bringing out statements like he has done that it's just... 99.999% of the fan base is just totally alienated, upset, gone angered, and and just misread the room. <laughs> misread? Jesus Christ. <laughs> what, what do you think, Stevie? Am I wrong or are we wrong? Are we all, um, we're all on the same sheet. Not this sheet that he's put out like, but we're on the same one, aren't we? 
I, you, you've literally taken the words out of my mouth. The, the first thing I was going to say was um, he's not read the room. You know, he's he's made he's he's made too many mistakes, and um, I'm not one for always agreeing with everything that everybody says on here. If, but I, I find it very difficult to disagree with things that have been said uh, <clears throat> by both Blair and John. To be honest with you, um, the sad thing is we're still talking about it, and we're still going on about it. And we're, you know, what we're doing now, we're talking about Jordan Rhodes, ironically. We're talking about statements in fan... No, 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 no. We're talking about statements that have been made in fans' forums years gone by. And, you know, he's not learned and blah, 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 blah. Let's be right. Let's offer, again, to offer a little bit of balance. Nobody was talking about this four months ago, five months ago. Um, we oh, will never... I'm sure they were, Stevie. I, I know there's a hardcore in there of, of, of supporters that have never, either never took to Chancery or, or have been very hard-lined in so, their yeah, state. Uh, like, there. there is always okay. that. Okay. Yeah, 44,500. <laughs> and that's the point. Every, everything, I, I'm trying to offer a balanced argument. I'm not pro-Chancery. I don't advocate the things that he's done at all. What I'm saying is, when we stood there on the 29th of May, None of this, none of this mattered. It didn't, oh, yeah. you know. Big the big the big picture is what we've done since, um, and nobody will ever know the the reality. I don't think about of, of what happened between Moore and, and uh, Chancery after Wembley. Nobody will know that. What I will say is that I do believe that if we'd have managed to retain more, we'd be better off than we are now. I I, I, I believe that, and you know. What's the objective this season? The, ob the objective this season, this season is to stay in the championship. Um, you carry all the baggage with you. Football clubs lose money unless you are Man City, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Liverpool. Barcelona, um, you know, Barcelona. Yeah, well, not a good example. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm th I, I've got. You, but you yeah, know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, where elite, I'm going. Elite, elite unless level. you are in that elite level, you are, you are, you are going to football club clubs and their owners are going to lose money. Um, and, and that's where we are, unless you operate in a, a sustainable model. Um, and there are people in football finance that will probably tell me that teams like Brentford are doing all right. And, you know, the, the Brighton, you know, Brighton have, have managed to get to a point where they can sell assets. Um, and the problem is you can't adopt that model now and go, right, we've signed Gasama, Masaba, um, we've signed Bernard, and then all of a sudden we're going to sell them for £40 million. That's not going to happen. Two million pound, even touch. It's not going to touch the sides, so it's pointless trying to follow that model with the problems that we've got at the moment. Do you know what I mean? For me personally, when it we, we, from with we, we Chancery, I just think the the things that he says are quite petulant. Yeah. The things that he says, you know, is is. I actually think the statement on Friday was in response to the protests, the 1867 group, the things that they've said, you know, the the, the groundswell that they were trying to... So we, I feel like he's, to, a, to an extent, been backed into a corner. And I don't think it was holistic what he's done. I think he's gone, right, if, if this is where we are, people are pulling my banner down, people are saying this, you're singing about that, you're mobilising against me, if this is how you feel. I think it's knee-jerk, I do. I think what he said oh, yeah. in that statement is very much knee-jerk. You bring this, you know, you start here, I'm going to go there. And if you want me to go, I'll tell you what will happen when I go. And I've got this vain, faint sort of hope and wish that now that those protests and those people seem to have gone quiet, and I'm not saying I agree or disagree with the the the, the premise, the, the, the rationale behind what they were doing, what I'm saying is, and we you talked about this last week, there are better ways of going about it and there are more productive ways in terms yeah. of trying to get a fan base mobilised to try and create change and throwing tennis balls onto a football pitch was never going to achieve that um, you know Chancery walks away, Blair's bang on the money, we could be Bradford, we could be worse than Bradford within three years time and that's the reality because the bloke puts a shitload of money into the club yeah, that's we need to we need to find and we need to find the balance between Chancery's money and making Chancery feel happy and making sure that we can do everything to make this club sustainable. And it's about talking to his better nature and trying to find a way to do that. Because as John has pointed out, we've been trying to do that for six, seven years and it ain't happening. Mm. Maybe now we're at a point where I personally feel that Chancery probably thinks 
I've done everything I can to balance the books to the best of my ability after the point deduction, after the relegation. I've got us back up. Now we need to kick on when, you know, those statements that he made at City Hall about challenging for the playoffs, what he should have been saying is, we'll group, we'll get together, we'll make the club sustainable for the next two, three years in the Championship and then we'll go from there because that's the journey that we're on. And he, 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 that was the first mistake that he made after the playoffs. The second mistake he made after the playoffs, I don't care what anyone says, was sacking Darren Moore or parting ways with Darren Moore because Darren Moore, he galvanised the club. We are where we are without Darren Moore now because, you know, we, we, we've ended up having to replace him with well, somebody. Morale in the dressing room is huge, isn't it? And getting rid of him just destroyed it on it completely. Which was the point I was trying to get to. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, you know, more more's gone. We've got Johnson out on his on his arse. James has gone. We've released this player, that player, the other player. Those releases were coming, and conversations will have been had with a view to getting people in. Yeah. I've targeted this player. I've got that person. I'm speaking to that player, and I know where we're going next. The the the, the miracle of Hillsborough that people rave about. He came back from Peterborough, and overnight brought a psychologist in. Yeah. That wasn't something that had been at the ground or the club all season. He did that pretty much overnight. So imagine having that guy come in and then say, right, we're in championship now and we're going to kick on and we're going to create a mentality, as Blair's just said, of having that team morale, having that ethos, that, that sort of work ethic where we're going to say, right, we're going to close quarters, we're going to be hard to beat, we're going to play this pragmatic style of football, we are going to score goals, but we're going to be, you know, or we're going to set up to score goals. It might be slow and progressive at times, but we're going to be, Friggin' hard to beat, and we're going to compete in this championship. A Darren Moore 11 would have got more than two points in this league. I don't care what anyone says. But, uh, it doesn't matter, does it? We'll never find out. And Darren Moore's already got two points in the first two games of this field. So, hey, hell. That's one of my chat stats, by the way. <laughs> right. Well, we, we shall leave the statement. Obviously, read the statement. Everyone's got their own. Minds up about it. Um, it's it's not good, and the future looks pretty not bleak, but it's not going in the right direction. And if you believe that Chancery uh, is better to sell up and he should find a thing, then that's your choice. If not, there you go. It's we are where we are. It's a great sort of statement, the saying that's been in football for donkeys, and it'll be around for a lot longer. So we've just talked about the statement. We're going to uh, obviously Sheffield Wednesday have had a pretty piss poor start to the season. So, for one week only, guys, are you ready for this? I'm bringing... Yay! Shat stats. So, I've tasked each and every one of the panel tonight to bring me their worst shat stat. So, obviously, two points out of the 27 available is probably the worst stat, but... I've challenged the guys to actually beat that. So, guys, who wants to go first? Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. John, go on then, John. Right, John, hit us all. Entertain us with your shat stat. Shat stats. Right, so did a little bit of digging. Um, didn't, to be fair, didn't take long, but... Um, <laughs> So over the course of the season, which is now nine nine league games to other, as they call them, we yep. have a possession stat ratio of well actually, do you want to have a guess what our possession Ooh. our possession is? You know I love quizzes. Eleven games. I'll uh, 11 I'll games. go clockwise on my screen, so Stephen. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight for Stevie Blair. Well, average for this for this whole season. For yeah, eleven games oh. played. What's the percentage stats possession? Twenty-five percent. Twenty-five, and then uh, Ash. Forty-one. Ooh, I think thirty-nine point five. So Ash is probably. Probably just about close to it. But what I love about this website no. is it, it doesn't... I mean, it's, li it's, it's literally banging me up. High five. <laughs> but uh, what I do love about... 
bad, by the website. It doesn't just give you the stats, it then gives you a rating. So these, these are the ratings oh. for Sheffield Wednesday so far. So, keeping possession of the ball, weak. Aerial duels, weak. <laughs> Avoiding individual errors, weak. Defending against the through ball attacks, weak. Finishing scoring chances, very weak. Avoiding offside. Avoiding fouling in dangerous areas, very weak. <laughs> so, so, all in all, a bit shit, really, isn't it? <laughs> a bit weak. Um, John, love it. That's he's, he's, he's just won the game. He's won the game with that That's, one. that's brilliant. Right. I can't beat that. I can't Stevie, beat that. Stevie, go on, you're up next. Come on. Uh, I was a little bit different. We've done Moore's points. I wanted to have a look at... Um, the goals we've conceded. So we've we've conceded 17 goals in nine games. Um, if you look at last season, it took us 21 games to concede 17 goals. And that took us to the 10th of December. Now, I know what you're saying. 10th of December, it's all right, but that will League One. All right. So what I did is I went back a couple of years and I looked at the 2021 season when we got relegated. To concede 17 goals, it cost us, it took us 17 games, and that took us to the 8th of December. So, in relative terms, the goals conceded were on 8th of December, so, the last time that we played in so the, we're two this months level. ahead of progress. That's a positive. Goals conceded, we're two months ahead in terms of goal <laughs> concession. Um, we've lost the, just the, the bolt onto that, we've lost. Um, seven games already this season in nine. And when we were at this level last time, it took us 16 games to lose this many games and we got relegated. Ooh, that's bleak, isn't it? And players got paid. <laughs> wow, wow. That's... that's I'm, 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 regretting, I'm regretting doing this. <laughs> I thought we'd be something a little bit different. I'm not Can I do it. one more? Can I do one more? Can I do one more? Go on. Go on. It's shit, this one, but I'm going to do it. Um, Jordan Rose has scored five. That's literally the name of the second point. (laughs) Jordan Rose has scored five goals in five games. We've scored five goals in nine. (laughs) Oh, come on. Yeah, but where we're going, we don't need roads. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, what do you go down? We go down, that was just a. Escalator or lift or something. Right, Blair. <laughs> right, you've you've seen the last two. You've heard the last two. I mean, my my you've, mind not as impressive as that, but um, basically, it, what it is is one <laughs> Delgado has been playing left left wing back this season. He's got the same amount of assists as Marvin Johnson this season. <laughs> <laughs> and Liam Palmer yeah. probably. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Dawson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, come on, boy! He's a Chilean international in a bat. He's a Chilean international right back, um, but we're playing left wing back. You know? Oh, I, I, I think, um, I, yeah, I think you've, 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 yeah, I, I don't really. Uh, that is crap. For how many appearances? How many minutes have you got? Those stats? Has uh, he played like? At least he's had it up, but um, he's played. He's played well, nine games. <clears throat> What's that? Eight eight hundred and. Some minutes he hasn't played all. No, he hasn't played ninety minutes every game, has he? No, but I mean he got one goal against Hull. But in terms of assists, he's, he's averaging yeah. one cross per game, which I imagine Marv could probably do that from home. Mm. So. Well, well, there you have it. That's been your yay. Chat stats for this week, one and only. I think I don't think that'll come out again. Right, um, guys, look, we've been depressing for over an hour now. So, any other business? Anybody with any other business? Uh, no? Just the good work that the women's supporters group did, and the um, the the um, the, the round of applause for Maddie and Roger yeah. Rouge. Um, I don't yeah. know how you pronounce it, um, but I just felt that like at least mine. at least there were, at least there were one little bit of good what came out of Friday. Yes, that was mine. I was going to say impeccably um, witnessed and. What was it? Um, carried out round of applause for Maddie Kusak, uh, obviously Sheffield United women's player that lost her life earlier the week, and also big 
Rog, I think we're going to count because I'm a Rogers and I'd, I'd like to be Rog. So, um, yeah, on the 28th minute, absolutely fantastic uh, round of applause as well. Um, and you touched on it there, Blair. Uh, I'm not going to um, give the two absolute specimens the time on air, but one thing, like you said, that did come out of Friday night was the absolutely fantastic, and, and I mean this very sincerely, work that the woman, Sheffield Wednesday Women Supporters Group and Leah, um, or Lee, I think her name is, uh, there who set up a GoFund for Bradley's foundation, GoFundMe page. And I think by the last time I looked at for, we were, it was over 20,000. So absolutely fantastic. By all, all you Wednesdayites, everyone in the football family, um, absolutely fantastic. Uh, I, from everyone at the podcast, we can't f- thank you enough for the effort you've done. And I am sure that it is uh, going to go to brilliant brilliant work that they do there at the foundation so thank you very much on behalf of us um all you uh, ladies over there and gents so they're in the sports group um and i think i think we're going to leave on a positive there guys i think that's it i think no other any other business is there i think that's it steve is going to say something go on should we, should we not should we not mention west brom tomorrow well it's a guaranteed loss sort of point oh sorry yeah <laughs> i knew i'd i knew i'd miss summer Oh, go on. Sorry, everyone. Like any other business, as in proper, this is, we should have mentioned this earlier, so I do apologise. We're just going to do a quick, and I mean a quick, run through. Ready? West Brom, the beat top of the league, Preston, 4-0 at the weekend. We're going to lose. It's going to be a shit show. What's your predictions, lads? 3-0. Pain! Pain. Pain. <laughs> 3-0 from Blair to West Brom. Stevie? 3-0. 3-0 again. And John? Also 3-0. Oh, sugar me. Ah, see, am I the only one who's positive? I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go for a sneaky 1-0 win. <laughs> for Wednesday as well. Yeah. I'm yeah. telling you, you've got to be positive, lads. Come on. Anyway, I'm I'm st- I'm finishing this show on a positive thing. 1-0 Wednesday. Delgado is gonna assist. <laughs> And score just to shut Blair up. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to assist himself. To the kick He's going to assist himself. Yeah. But everyone, thank you very much for listening. If you if you've if you've quite liked what you've listened, please give a subscribe on the YouTube channel, follow, like, all the sort of stuff on social media. It's an absolute pleasure doing this show with these guys and for you. Um, and hopefully next week I'll be speaking to you with six points from the two games. Probably be on minus six. <laughs> That's right. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Bye. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.